The Supreme Court today handed down a historic decision on abortion. It's The Takeaway. I'm Todd Zwillick. This week marks 45 years since the Roe v. Wade decision from the Supreme Court made abortion legal across the country. We've been covering where the abortion debate is in this country and where it may be going, and we've been hearing from you. The choice of a woman's body comes when she chooses to have unprotected sex. That's when the choice is made, not after a baby is starting to be formed. I worked at an abortion clinic for five years. I learned that the reasons for seeking our services were as varied as the women themselves. I'm pro-life. However, I do believe that women should have a say in their lives. I would not be a physician now had I not had that abortion. I respect their right to choose as well, but don't do it to me. Your voices on the abortion debate in America. Abortion is legal in the United States, and so is protest. Women seeking legal abortions often face loud and sometimes aggressive protesters outside of family planning clinics. The Supreme Court ruled in 2014 that abortion protest is protected speech. The court allowed for buffer zones to separate protesters and patients in front of those clinics. But my next guest is on a mission to shine a light on clinic demonstrators. Wendy Kent is an artist and an activist, and for a time, she was an abortion clinic escort. Her ongoing project is called Faces of the Fight. It shows the intensity of abortion clinic protests, and part of her motivation is from her own experience as a teenager. I was 14. Uh, Actually, I was 13 when I uh, found out I was pregnant. I was 14 when I gave birth. I was in a pretty kind of unstable home environment, and uh, a lot of people like to assume that my boyfriend at the time was a lot older or that, you know, something tragic happened. But uh, in reality, we were just young, kind of ignorant, you know, teenagers. Well, you went to a local clinic to seek counseling and to talk about abortion. What happened? I had finally come to the realization that uh, an abortion was, was definitely the the best option for me, um, the smartest option. But I knew that there was some kind of kind of something bad about it. Somehow um, had this in my mind that this was a negative thing or this was uh, something to be embarrassed about or ashamed of. So when I went in, I kind of expected for this option to be kind of given to me or for someone to tell me that it was an option uh, because I didn't want to have to ask. And that that actually didn't happen. They asked me what I wanted to do. And I kind of suddenly said, you know, I think I want to have this baby because honestly, I didn't know what else to say. And they said, OK, we'll get you some prenatal vitamins. And I was uh, I was pretty I was pretty dumbfounded, honestly. You were 14 years old. You made the pronouncement that you wanted to keep your baby. Then what happened? Well, I I ended up giving birth, um, yeah, at 14. I was then in a pretty unstable uh, environment. I was living with my mother and uh, a stepfather, and I didn't feel safe. I didn't feel like it was a safe place for my daughter. So I looked back to her father's side of the family, and I asked them to come take her until I could find a more stable environment, a safer place to live. I left my mother's home, and I was on the streets after that. I was unable to find a place to go. Well, Wendy, you described during your pregnancy the experience of going back to the clinic in your town to get prenatal care, to get vitamins. 
uh, and being harassed on the street, I assume, by protesters there. Can you talk about that experience? Because it it had a lot to do with your later work as an artist. Uh, I remember kind of feeling like I was in a tornado. Um, I do very vividly remember someone spitting at my feet and and I was really confused. I didn't I didn't know who these people were, why they were there. I couldn't really understand why they were shouting or even what they were shouting. Well, now that you're an adult, uh, of course, you do understand why they're there. And you've traveled to many, many clinics throughout the East Coast and the Midwest, uh, taking photographs, documenting many of the protests that go on outside of abortion clinics as women try to enter and leave. What are you trying to show with your photos now? What do you want to say? Just the truth, really. That's why I like photography. If you're doing it um, genuinely, then it tells the truth. And I think that the truth is that these are often very aggressive and intimidating people, and the tactics that they use are scary. They're invasive, and they're meant to shame women and and really do nothing else. Well, the protesters, of course, have a right to be on the line out there and protesting, according to the Supreme Court. Uh, what would you like protesters to see from your photographs if they look at them in the newspaper or for other people to see who maybe aren't on hand day in and day out when these types of confrontations go on? It's clearly a very uh, frightening place for a person to be when you're showing up at a clinic expecting to be able to just walk in, access um, health care, and instead you show up and these photographs clearly show the opposite of what these people like to claim they're doing, which is uh, caring for women. And, and really, it just shows that they hope to control women and uh, limit their access to uh, health care. Where would you like to see this debate go? So I would really like to see these protesters realize, you know, what they actually look like. Hopefully these photographs will do that. I'd like for other people who identify as pro-life to recognize their neighbors and their, you know, family who are out doing this and try to really talk to them about why they think it's wrong, despite whatever their position is. And I'm really grateful that I've seen a lot of comments from pro-life people or anti-abortion people you know, in response to these photos that say things like, I'm pro-life, but I really don't approve of these tactics. And I think that we need more people like that speaking out against this harassment. Wendy Kent, artist, photojournalist, and activist, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. You can see some of Wendy Kent's photos and get more of her story by heading to our website at thetakeaway.org. This is Ira Flato, host of Science Friday. For over 30 years, the Science Friday team has been reporting high-quality science and technology news, making science fun for curious people by covering everything from the outer reaches of space to the rapidly changing world of AI to the tiniest microbes in our bodies. Audiences trust our show because they know we're driven by a mission to inform and serve listeners first and foremost with important news they won't get anywhere else. And our sponsors benefit from that halo effect. For more information on becoming a sponsor, visit sponsorship.wnyc.org.